Here. Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News. This week's Vanderpump Rules was full of scandal foreshadowing. We are talking makeouts, mistresses, and we found out who the first person was that was actually suspicious about the affair. I am so fired up. We've got so many hot takes. Um, but before we dive in, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss any Bravo Breaking News. So we start the episode with kind of an iconic moment with Katie and Schwartz. She comes to pick up the dogs at his apartment, and I think they're going to have this like heart-to-heart kind of talk about what went down in Mexico, but she is in and she is out. She picks up the dogs. Uh, he you know, t- tries talking to her about how he's stressed about Schwartz and Sandy's, and she's like, not my mess. See you later, and walks out. And honestly, Katie, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i proud of her because it's got to be so hard to just, like, not give in. But she's like, I don't have to deal with this anymore. And actually, I think we kind of figured out that, like, seems like it's actually Brett's mess. Seems like he is the one calling all the shots at Schwartz and Zambies. So I don't know why Tom is so stressed. It does seem like that. I don't know what's going on over there, but I don't know. I'm kind of over that whole storyline. They just need to get open and stop complaining about it. Um, But I thought it was kind of interesting when Schwartz said that basically Katie's more upset now than when he actually cheated on her when they were together. What did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, so we've seen Schwartz like make out with other girls or, you know, we've heard about him making out with other girls while they were married. And I think the problem is like this time it was on TV and it was with someone in their friend group who they explicitly agreed that they weren't going to go there. Um, And it was in front of everyone. I think she was humiliated by it. So I think that's probably the difference. And I think she's also kind of using it as fuel to get over it, get over him, you know? So um, I think she's kind of putting up these walls. Totally. Yeah, I agree. So then Katie heads over to Tom and Ariana's. Her and Ariana are going to make some sandwiches. Um, they start talking about, you know, the whole Schwartz Raquel thing. And Tom's like, so are you guys not going to be friends anymore because of the makeout? And Katie's like, no, like she is holding her ground. You know, Sandoval's trying to tell her it wasn't a big deal, but Katie doesn't see it that way. And she's like, you make it seem like this was my rule. Like he agreed on it. Um, we all know Sandoval and Katie always butt heads over like her, you know, influence or control on Schwartz. And Schwartz is like, you know, well, he changed his mind. What's the big deal? And it's like, well, some people are true to their words, Sandoval. Yeah. And that like made me feel sick to my stomach. Like he just is so blase about it. Like some people change their minds and not only with making a deal like this, but maybe um, about being faithful to your partner too, Tom. So obviously he just changed his mind. It's not a big deal, right? like what he wants everybody to think like people can change their minds but it doesn't work that way and Katie is going off she's calling Raquel a whore and we have yet another moment where both Tom and Ariana have Raquel's back and it just you know my heart like sinks into my stomach when Ariana is so steadfast about Raquel and kind of having her back it's so so sad to watch it's uh... 
we see a lot of instances in this episode where Sandoval is Raquel's defender. And it's just like, wow, we're just starting to see all the pieces line up here. And we even got a tidbit about Joe, um, which I wasn't sure she was going to be part of this show. But I think it was interesting because, of course, we know she moved in with Schwartz and, you know, Katie wasn't happy about it. But um, we kind of hear more that Schwartz was like oddly secret about it. He didn't really tell anybody. And, um, you know, how she like texted Katie, I love and respect you, and then moved in with Schwartz right after that. It's kind of crazy. And I'm kind of more interested to see this story play out on the show because I think I need more info about Joe. Yeah. Whoever she is, whatever the situation is, it's definitely like weird. And a lot of people think it's weird. So of course, I want to know more about it. She's basically telling Tom Sandoval, like, you know, I hope this never happens to you because it's pretty shitty. And yeah, I don't know that that scene was just. It was just pretty telling or like about their relationship and about how Sandoval views things. So then they head on over to we, you know, we get dropped in to see you next Tuesday. I was happy to be back there. I know we got a DJ James Kennedy in his, you know, element at Sir. And for some reason, Tom and Tom are there. Like, I know it doesn't make sense that they're there. But then we see Raquel walk in and I'm like, oh, that's why they're there. Um, and, you know, of course, this is right after Mexico. Lisa joins them and is asking about it. And Raquel walks in and, you know, her and Schwartz give their signature high five, which is, you know, so um, telling of all the chemistry that they have. You know, they're trying to add like, oh, it's not awkward, but it is so awkward between them. Like there is literally nothing, nothing there. But who she does have chemistry with is dun, 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 Tom Sandoval. So he's like, you know what, Raquel, we can't hear you. Why don't you come on and sit over here? And instead of scooting over so she could sit next to Schwartz, Schwartz gets up. She sits in the middle of them, and Sandoval is just staring at her. Did you catch this? Like, he is just, for a good, like, five seconds, just staring at her as she sits down next to him. Even Lisa clocked it, and she was like, what are you doing? Like, get that smile off your face. And it was so, like, oh. What was your reaction to that? It was... Like, whew, again, another moment where her, I just almost feel sick. Like her sitting in the middle of the two Toms and immediately Lisa Vanderpump is like, what's going on? Like she can see it. She sees the look on his face. I didn't catch this when I watched it, but I saw it on social media today. You know, when Lisa calls him out about the smile and he like sticks his tongue out, like he's like giddy with excitement. Like he makes this face that's like, Ugh, like, oh my God, like, could you be more obvious about how you're feeling about her? Like Lisa clocked it right away. Yeah. And so then we get, you know, of course, if Tom's like, oh, well, you know, I saw Katie earlier and like she had some not nice things to say about you. And Mr. Gossip Queen is like, well, she called you, a, you know, a whore and stuff. And you start this drama and she's like so offended and you know I get it like I don't think kissing someone makes you a whore but she's like I'm just trying to grow and be a better person of myself and like you know these girls are draining my battery and like I'm being slut shamed 
And it's like, she's, you know, she's quite the good actress at putting on this innocent act. Because if we didn't know what she's actually doing, like, I would believe it and I would buy into it. Um, you know, that she's like genuinely upset about this. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, if she was saying those things like in the moment, maybe, maybe I would think differently because, you know, her and Sandoval have just started hooking up. She doesn't quite know what it is yet, but these are in the confessionals. These are months later. The affair is in full force. Like she knows what she is doing and she is saying these things then, which makes it 10 times worse. You're so right. Like she is full on in it when these confessionals are being filmed and when she's crying about being called a whore because she's better than that. Oh, God. We have Sandoval having her back um, during this moment, you know, saying she doesn't have a lot of people in her corner. She's a sweet girl. She doesn't have a bad bone in her body. And again, this is a confessional moment when they are in a full-fledged affair. And I don't know. I'm thinking of like those producers in those rooms, like interviewing them and they're probably like, what is going on? Like, why is Sandoval saying all of these things about Raquel? Like, surely they started to notice something. I don't know. But watching it back now, I felt like Whitney. I was like, I have the fucking chills. Okay, so we get we do get this scene with Tom and Ariana where they kind of have like a heart to heart. You know, she's talking about um, how Tom needs to go do his sperm deposit so that they can fertilize her eggs and make embryos. Um and this is like, <laughs> this is a big deal. And the fact that, I don't know, he's going to like go through with this while he's starting to like hook up with Raquel is just so sinister to me. And he's like, are we even going to use these? And she's like, I don't know, like maybe yes, maybe no. Like, I, but it's just like, you guys are completely on a different page. Yeah. And we, you know, we start to see what is kind of the beginning of the end for them, um, where, you know, they're talking about how, you know, they're not really agreeing on anything. They're not getting along. Sandoval's like, you, you know, you never have my back. You are so quick to take somebody else's. Um, you make me feel like an idiot all the time. I feel like I annoy you. And it's like, I don't know. It's like he's not taking responsibility for maybe how he's making her feel. It's like he's putting it all on her as he has done since this affair came out. It's like it's always how she's reacting to it and how she's doing things versus him owning up to maybe, oh, maybe I'm doing something that's actually making her feel this way. Yeah, it seems like he is starting to pull away. And I don't think she's picking up on it yet. But, you know, he definitely seems like he's starting to, like, put up the put up the wall and... You know, I think we all know why now. Okay, so do you want to hop over to Pump? Okay, with Garcelle and Oliver, who are who are having lunch, uh, lunch or dinner with Lisa, and of course they start talking about what happened in Vegas with Raquel. You know, Lisa does say like that she lucked out hiring Oliver. It doesn't always go well when a friend asks her to hire their son, but um, you know, it seems like it's working out for them. So Oliver explains that he is separated from his his wife and they're working on co-parenting so he says that he's going on a date with Raquel later yeah which is kind of crazy we get a peek at that date and a lot more info comes out but 
in between these scenes, we get this kind of like insert with James and Allie, which I'm watching and I'm like, oh, I don't really think anything of it. But then she drops this bomb on us that after girls night at Lala's, she shares with the group that she actually saw Tom and Raquel at the Abbey after See You Next Tuesday that night, like dancing and kind of being, you know, pretty close, like close enough that she got a little suspicious and was like, you know, where's Ariana? And the fact that Allie is, has become the official Scandaval whistleblower is insane to me. Like, you know, Lala keeps saying that, you know, you don't see it when you're in it. It's more these people on the outside that are going to notice things. And that is exactly what happened. Allie saw something and she told the rest of the group. And I think this is really the first piece of suspicion that we have uh, about this whole thing. It's crazy. It's pretty wild. And like, as we know, no one really thought anything of it because they are just such a close group. And so it was like, no one really clocked it as being a big deal. I think Lala stored it in the back of her mind. Um, but, you know, everyone else was just kind of like, okay, washed over them, moving on. Um, but it was definitely an interesting tidbit. Um, so... Okay, so then we're at Sheena's apartment with Brock, or no, sorry, we're at Raquel's apartment with Sheena and Brock, and Raquel shares that she's getting blasted on social media because Oliver's wife is posting these things saying that Oliver's been cheating on her with, you know, all these women, including Raquel. So she's getting dragged into this messy situation. She actually calls Oliver's wife slash ex-wife, whatever she is at this point, um, and I don't know. I thought that was pretty gutsy of her. What did you make of that? Do you think do you think Oliver's wife asked, like said in Instagram, like, call me and I'll tell you more? I don't know. Yeah. First of all, I was wondering how she had her number. And second of all, obviously she didn't sign a filming release because we couldn't hear what she was saying on the other end. It was just Raquel. So that was like really weird. Um and I don't know. I, I know that like parents don't always know everything, but it was just so weird how at the dinner, Garcelle was like so on Oliver's side. Like she was, it was understood that Oliver was split up and all of this stuff. Um, but obviously we hear a different story from, um, you know, the wife who, you know, obviously has a different perspective and, and knows a lot more, but it was so crazy. And then like, Sheena, you know, says another iconic line of the episode, like, now you're going to be dragged for life. Like, once you're called a mistress, it never goes away. And it seems like that almost subconsciously, like, went into Raquel's mind and was like, oh, I'm already a mistress. Why don't I just keep being one since I'm going to be called one till the end of time? It was, it's just weird. Yeah, that's an interesting point. But with Sheena, it's so funny because she keeps bringing it up. And I'm like, Sheena, we've all forgotten about it. Like, we've all forgotten about you being the mistress. You've been married twice now since then. We're only remembering because you keep reminding us. <laughs> yeah, true. I know. I would never, like, even even though that's how Vanderpump Rules all began, you know, we remember that episode where Beverly Hills transitioned into Vanderpump because of Brandy Glanville, Eddie Sibrian, and Sheena. I mean, that's why we're here However, it has become a small, small, 
you know, grain of salt in the entire world that is Vanderpump. So I get it. Just stop bringing it up and we'll probably forget it. Yeah, exactly. So basically, uh, Raquel chooses to go on the date anyway, which I'm not sure I would in this situation. But hey, it's Raquel we're talking about here. So, you know, she wants to go and kind of confront him about this. And he basically says, you know, I don't know if you've seen, but, you know, my son's mom, she doesn't, he doesn't call her his wife or ex-wife. Um, it's basically his baby mama, you know, put me on blast for the, some of the things I've done. I've had my own place. We don't live together, basically denying everything she's saying. What did you think about that? I mean, yeah, I feel like in one breath he's denying it. And then in the same breath or the next breath, he's like, well, I mean, we do still hook up sometimes. So it's like, okay. I feel like he has his story. The wife has her story. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle, but it's like either way, it's messy and I would not want to get involved. I think that's the that's the bottom line. Um, and Raquel, you know, again, acts so upset and offended because this is not representative of who she is at all or the person that she is trying to be. And it's like, oh, the lies, the lies. Oh. It's like she's doubling down. It's like she it, everything she's saying is contradicting everything that she's doing in that moment. It's like you could be like less passionate about this situation, but you are making it 10 times worse by saying these things. Totally. So then after that conversation, she's like, I got to talk to Lala. Like, whatever I do next, I need to talk to Lala. <laughs> so she heads over to her birthday party. What did you think of her showing up there? Yeah, I thought that maybe like wrong place, wrong time, you know, like let's not. Um, but, you know, she she tends to receive it well. Um, her and Lala go out and talk. But while they're doing that, we get this side conversation between Sandoval and Katie, which is another just oof, like tough to watch moment. Um, and Sandoval is basically once again sticking up for Raquel being like, you get so much joy hating on Raquel and Katie fires back and is like, seems like you get a lot of joy out of Raquel too, dancing with her at the Abbey at 1 a.m. So Allie's words were not forgotten. And Katie is using it as a weapon against Sandoval basically as soon as she can. And I don't know, he's basically like, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, I don't know, immediately trying to deny it. Yeah, but his denial wasn't even that strong. He was just like, get out of here. Like, you know, whatever you don't even know what you're talking about and it's like mm, okay buddy we're uh she katie's got your number here and okay so then raquel's apologizing to lala and saying like she doesn't she didn't realize how easily a man can mislead you um you know lala's saying like the woman always takes the brunt of it in these types of situations the man can get away with murder but like the woman's always going to be the one who is blamed for the this stuff and like let that be a lesson to her. Um, so, and then I thought it was really funny. Did you notice when they were talking, it looked like Lala just like ripped off some nails, like casually. I was like, is she just ripping off her nails mid-convo? Um, so anyway, I feel like they kind of, you know, ended on like a nice, like bonding, sweet moment. But I, for Lala's reaction, like I thought that it was, the best that Raquel could have hoped for. What did you, like, how did you come away from that? 
I agree. I was surprised Lala was so um, forgiving. Um, but if you watch Watch What Happens Live, obviously Sheena said that Lala regrets forgiving Raquel in that moment at, with all of the information that we have now. So it was a nice moment, but it didn't last long because obviously shit keeps going downhill and I don't think Lala will be forgiving Raquel or anybody anytime soon. So yeah, it, it was a nice moment, but it's temporary. Yeah, for sure. So do you think that they re-edited this episode after, you know, after the news broke? I do. I do think, you know, Andy had that PSA that like that first episode that came out after the news broke or several episodes in that there was no re-editing, but he hasn't said that again since. So I do think that the editors have gone back and pulled in some pieces of information that maybe they might not have shared before, like conversations and little, you know, um, just things that they notice now looking back. Right. Like the moment of Katie calling out Sandoval like was so quick that it's like, I don't know that they would have left that in. So I, I'm with you. I think that they did go back and maybe try and watch the footage again, see if there was anything else. But anyway, this was a doozy of an episode. Can't believe I just said doozy. Um, but <laughs> the foreshadowing is just insane. And again, the hypocrisy that we're seeing from Raquel, from Sandoval, it's just like never ending. I know. And as uh, Luann says about Dorinda, she's starting. And by she, I mean Scandival. It is starting. We're seeing it all play out. And I am so excited. Make sure you subscribe to tune into our weekly recaps. You can also listen on Spotify and iTunes so you can stay up to date on all the latest Vanderpump drama. We're everywhere. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.